of them were. But yet and still, if we look at it in 2021, we only want to embrace those people who look like us or have the same thought process as us. And that that is not what what he did. You know what I'm saying? Like he he was with people that nobody else wanted to to be with and to be around and and literally showed them a whole different kind of love like like the leper you know what i'm saying touching somebody who everybody else said you were unclean you got to get out and you can't be around here but but yet and still he he was able to touch him you know what i'm saying yeah. like it, it's just when i think of how how he operated you know and i'm gonna pose this question for, for you are we operating in the way that he would operate like like that that's a that's a serious yeah, question I mean, right there you know what gotta, I'm saying? i think we have to ask ourselves like so what is what is an issue or the issue mm -hmm. that is most in most opposition to your christian worldview that's good and could you minister so, to someone who that opposition was their reality yeah it's life you're too close to the ledge we gon' push you forward a few steps ahead it's that edge life oh, oh gotta get it in your head baby welcome to the edge life you're too close to the ledge we gon' push you forward a few steps ahead it's that edge life oh, oh gotta get it in your head What is going on, everybody? It is another Sunday fun day. Welcome, welcome, welcome hey, to hey, hey. The Edge Live. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My name is Philip Edge. You thought we forgot where we were at, and hey. I'm Carrie Edge. Hey, listen, and we are here with The Edge Live. Listen, you are in the right place. We are super, super excited to see you all on today as we got something good for you. Something. Something. Some, something. Some, some, something. I don't know what it is he's got for us, we, but it we, sounds interesting. What's a slumslin? We're going to figure it out. We're going to figure it out. What is going on, Jason Emmerman? How you doing, family? I hey, see you. Jason. Jason Emmerman had to do fresh ASICs on today. I saw you, family. Okay. I saw you, family. Yes, sir. Okay. Yes, sir. Yeah. Shoe game. You got to keep it fresh. You got to yes, keep it fresh. the whole family had some. We, we were laced today. Yeah. 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 Hey. Hey, we came in. We came in hard today. You know what I'm saying? We did. Carson held it down. She did. She did. She did. Mm -hmm. Air Jordans yeah. all day, every all day. day. That's what yeah. we do. That's what we do. So, man, how you doing, man? You know, let's talk, let's talk a little bit. You know, you know, we got to give people an update before we jump in here. We got to yeah. we got to give people an update. So, what's going on with you? You know, school. Yes. <laughs> Family yes. life. Work, yes. That sort of thing. So. Yes. Yeah, so uh, we we did share with you all last week. If you did not hear, my wife is back in school tackling. Um, another a master's program um, in clinical mental health. Yes. Yes. Clinical mental health, and and I, and, and I'm a, I'm gonna tell you I'm gonna tell you what she is uh, working super super hard. Uh, she is in her what do you call it? Not the dungeon. What do you call it? My lab. Her yeah, lab. Don't call it the dungeon. Yeah. Like, you won't want to go there. <laughs> like, I had to do a vlog this week um, for a discussion post as opposed to a written one. Yeah. Um. Which was different. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That was kind of um, crazy, right? I don't know if I liked it better or not. It probably took me less time. Yeah, I know, because when you when you start to write, you, you, you be writing. You be writing. But, anyways, but, but you said you did a good job today, right? You, you shortened it down today? Yeah, but anyways, going back, you know, somebody really commented on the aesthetics of my lab. Uh, what'd they say? It was just they really liked you know the backdrop. I like the backdrop also. Yeah. One day, and and we need to we need to hear from you. One day, maybe we need to just we switch need to it do up. Like a dual screen, maybe or 
no, we just need to go go to your lab and just, you know, hook it up. It's very, you know. It's girly. Yeah. I wanted it to be kind of, you know, like soft. And it's got lots of things that are important yeah. to me yeah. in the background. So. Well, and, and as it should. I mean, it, it's, it's your lab. So yeah. it, it's supposed to have things that are super important to you and all that yeah, good like stuff. Yeah, like a place so. you want to go. That's Absolutely. why you want to call it the dungeon. You know, when you have to go there and spend a significant amount of time there, you want to you want it to feel good. Well, right? you know, the as environment <laughs> is really important. It is. But as men, you know, we call stuff like, like we're like the dungeon going down to the to the man cave the don't so we have like i don't know maybe that means it's just kind of raw you know i don't know i don't think i would want to go work in the dungeon though maybe that would be a good name for like a gym or something like that true indeed but not like you know definitely the office definitely definitely a good name for a gym definitely a good name for a gym so i just called it the lab well, it, it is a great lab, and one day we'll have to go down there and, yeah. and let let you all see. Maybe we'll do like a a lab tour, a lab tour. We'll show yeah, we'll show the people careers. behind the scenes. You know, I've done a lot of miscellaneous things. Yes, you have. Yes, you have. So, yeah, I'm not scared. Mm 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 So, how about all. you? How are you, sir? It it How's is it going for you. It has been. How are your mama them? Mama them doing good. Um, daddy them doing good. Everybody doing good. Um, no, nah, we we had a, it was a good week. I I have been busy doing um, diversity trainings, yeah. and you know in, initially that's not necessarily where I thought or you know what I thought I'd be doing right now, but um, it has been fruitful. Um, you know, just working with a lot of a lot of different clients. The client that I'm working with right now is a big entertainment company. Mm-hmm. And they're getting all their executives and whatnot to go through uh, this diversity curriculum that, that we've put together. And it's it's actually really, really dope. So, um, yeah, it, it's cool listening to all these Hollywood executives talk. You know, they talk Hollywood executive talk. I don't really know what that sounds like, but if you hear it, <laughs> you'll you'll know what it is. So, so it's, it's super don't cool. You know what it is, yeah. but you're in the midst of it. But, but, but we're in the midst of it, and we're having a good time. And I think, I think the program's been um, really good for them. So doing that and yeah, you know, just just continue to put one one foot in front of the other. You know what I'm saying? I, I didn't get any shoes this week. That's good. That, that's really that's good. always a positive. Just like in recovery. Yeah, it, it was a shoeless week for me this yeah. week. You know, so but hey, it's, hey. All it's all good. Yeah. It's all good. It's all good. So so diversity is really needed. Like conversations yeah. uh, around diversity. Yeah. That's another big component of uh, what I'm doing right now too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, in the ethics class that I'm taking, you know, just discussions of diversity and, you know, how you try to ensure that you're not um, imposing your beliefs on other people. Right. Um, especially from a counseling perspective. Yeah. So, um, but that you are um, advocating. Mm-hmm. And the only way mm-hmm. to truly advocate, you have to kind of immerse yourself in someone else's cultural experience. Otherwise, you can't really understand it to advocate for it. So, yeah. You're doing some valuable work. It might not have been what you thought you were going to do, but it's it's very, very much needed. No, it, it, it definitely is needed. And, and honestly, um, the more that I do it, the more that I see that mm-hmm. it's needed, um, whether it be, you know, these corporate executives or whether it be, you know, teachers in schools and things like that. Um, one thing that I, I, I'm realizing, you know, we're doing a lot of classes on like implicit bias yeah. or unconscious bias um, and, and things like that. And, and what I'm realizing a lot, especially as we talk to different people, there are a lot of things that we do that we just don't know that we, we're doing. No. You know what I'm saying? And, and those things that we're doing, that they, they make impact on people. Mm-hmm. So so a lot of times, you know, even as we're talking within the diversity class, we'll say it's not about your intent. 
but it's about the impact that you're making, right? Mm -hmm. So I might do something, and I might not intend to do that, right? but the impact on that individual, the impact that um, on, on the person that that was done to is lasting, you know? So um, if, I, if I'm working with, with educators and, and we're talking about, you know, your students in class, and we may not know that there is an unconscious bias that we have, but if there's something that we're doing that's hindering my student from being able to learn and learn effectively, wouldn't you as an educator want to know that? Yeah. You know? Definitely. You know, and that happens so much. I mean, there's just so many things within our mind that just kind of, what I say, operate in the background. Yeah. You know, it's just the uh, system we're running off of. Yeah, yeah. And it's the way that we've been raised, um, you know, culturally, you know, where we've grown up. And a lot of times when we talk diversity, people really think, like, it's about skin color. And right, And it's so right. much more than that. And we do have so many unconscious biases. Yeah. And implicit biases. I know this last week I had to write a benchmark paper. Mm-hmm. Um, about my values and attitudes. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. I had to look at 37 scenarios and it was different people to counsel. Right. And you had to pick the three that caused you the most angst. Yeah. Yeah. You know, what are the three scenarios in there that you would feel most uncomfortable in having to counsel? Yeah. And then you had to look really deeply at yourself and say, why am I uncomfortable why? in that space? Yes. Yes. And who taught me this? Right. Um, and so like literally I was just having a conversation, a dialogue on the paper kind of with myself, yeah. just trying to dig in, uh, really deeply. Um, and it, it got pretty personal. Yeah. I mean, the ones that I had an issue with were, um, two, two people, one was a pedophile and the mm-hmm. other one was a rapist. Yeah. Um, and so all three of them, you know, were oriented towards something having to do with sexuality yeah. and yeah. sexual behaviors. Yeah. And um, for me, that was very personal mm-hmm. as having been, um, I'm a survivor. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was hard. And I got to thinking, oh, man, like I yeah, have to do real. something about that before I'm faced with that situation on yeah. the real. And yeah. so that's why I said it's so important to have these conversations. Yeah. Because we can't, like you said, just not know. Right. You know, you know, and it's funny because we, we do similar exercises like that. You know, maybe one is, you know, you're, you're, you're getting ready to get on an airplane and you're sitting down on the yeah. airplane and all pe- all these people are walking by and your mom, you're like, Hey, don't, don't sit next to me. Don't sit next to me. You know what I mean? Oh, oh, you can sit next to me. You know what I'm saying? So, so we do these things subconsciously, right? Um, another one is, you know, maybe you go to a party or something like that and you, and, and you're going into a party and, and you're looking at all these, there are all these different people, but who do you actually go? Oh. Oh, yeah, to engage, engage in a conversation. With, yeah. in, you know what I'm saying? Like, like these are things that, that we have to think about. And, and a lot of times, you know, a, as we speak in diversity work, there's this thing called the fast brain, mm-hmm. right? And the fast brain is where you process quick decisions. And, and, and inside of the fast brain, it, it, there are a lot, there's a lot of things. I can tell you what part that really is, but I'll leave it alone. Is it, is it the Mandela or the Medulla? <laughs> Medulla? <laughs> Medela. What is it? Yeah, so Did not I say the Medela. What, what's what's medulla. it called? Medulla? Yeah, but no. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, th- th- this thing that w- within that fast brain, that that's where all those decisions are made. So, for example, um, you do that so that you you don't have to process things. Yeah, your brain your ba- brain categorizes. Correct. Because it's, it's dealing with I think forty two million pieces so, of information. So it has to process all that stuff, yeah. right? So like in a moment, exactly. Yeah. So it's like, you know, if, if I'm walking and, you know, I'm in New York City or something like that and you step off a curb and you hear the horn go, eh, you don't have to process it and say, hold survival. on, wait a minute, there's a yellow cab, it's coming my way, it's going to hit me, maybe I need to pick up my right yeah. foot, 
put it back. Like, you don't have to yeah, do that's all that. The, that's like what they call the reptilian brain. It's, yeah. it's the old part of our brain, so to speak. It's the beginning yeah. part. It's the part that just runs off of instinct with right. the flight or fight. Right. You know, it's not your cognitive frontal lobes. Right. You're not thinking through it. Exactly. And, and, it's and, dangerous. And, and, it is, and, and it can, that <laughs> can social be. Settings. Exactly. That can be very dangerous, <laughs> especially in a social setting when you're like, why am I doing that? Why mm-hmm. do I not like to go over to that person or engage mm-hmm. that person? What is it about that person that that is making me, you know, anxious or making mm-hmm. me not want to talk to them or, or what have you, you know? And, and again, these are things that we don't necessarily think about, but in a school setting, as an educator, why am I thinking that about my student? You know, yeah. why... When, when my student says this, why does it touch me in that way, right? right. So, so there are a lot of things that, that are happening like that. Why did I choose this person over this person? So just, just stuff like that. And like, like I said, it's, it's been really, really interesting work, um, even listening to some people. You know, it, it's, it's made me, like, like you this week, um, evaluate myself even sometimes. Like, you know, am I am – I, open am i really engaging people so you know even in social settings you know whether we're at church or what have you you know i'm like like today i saw myself like saying okay any person that i get within 10 feet of i want to i want to make sure that i engage them Mm -hmm. and i want to make sure that i engage them in a a consistent way with a a friendly face you know and i want to be able to read their body language and and see if 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 it's welcome for me to continue engaging or just to let them know that someone recognized them, right? right? So right. so I'm thinking through those things, whereas I don't know if I would have thought through those things had I not um, continued to be entrenched in, in this work over the past several weeks. You know how interesting it is to think when you look at a room full of people, you know, how many of those unconscious and implicit yeah. biases are um, floating around in there. And if you could see, like, little things, like, being up above people's heads, yeah. like, <laughs> things they're not aware little of. Little think bubble things. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, how interesting, you know, it's literally full of whys. And yeah. Like, you don't you don't even realize, so. I, that, I that, people that, are so interesting. Like, I, I think so. You know, people people are really, really interesting, you know. But it still comes down to, at, at the end of the day, no matter who you are, no matter how old you are, all people want the same thing. You know what I'm saying? They do want to be engaged. They do want to be loved. They do want to feel needed. They mm-hmm. do want to feel included, right? So no matter where where we are or what we have going on, when we can do those things to engage people, you know, that that that's a game changer. Yeah. You know, it's, it's a game changer in whatever environment that you're in. You know, you want to be able to engage people. You know, I, I was uh, I was talking to you know, a couple people on, on uh, the last call that I was on, and, you know, the number one reason people still leave jobs is because of their manager. Yeah, because they don't relate. They don't. Not It has nothing to do with their like or dislike of the job. It has nothing to do with the amount of money that they make or do not make, but it has everything to do with how that manager engaged them. And that yeah. right there, that's like – that's that's something powerful to think about, like yeah. like when people leave and, and you don't even know it. You know, you may not even they might not even give you the opportunity to be able to fix it, to be able to know anything about it. But you trust and believe they're going to tell somebody about it. They're going to they're gonna talk about it. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah, for sure. So 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 that that is literally why people are leaving. So it just it just lets us know the importance of making sure that we're engaging people and engaging them 
in a way that they want to be engaged. Right. And, you know, the other part of that is that you on the other side of it have a responsibility um, to engage with people who are not engaging with you yeah. and share that. You know, I, I, I f- it's very disappointing to me when you have, you know, a relationship with someone, mm-hmm. regardless of how intimate it might be mm-hmm. or not, um, when there's an issue or a problem and they don't come to you and let you know yeah. because you don't know what you don't know. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, and there's so many things that could be misinterpreted, yeah. et cetera. And so it's just a shame. Like we need to be more responsible too about our response. Yeah. Yeah. Um, to people who are unresponsive perhaps or people who maybe rub us the wrong way. I mean, we have an obligation, I feel like, yeah. you know, for the next person even, you yeah. know, even if you don't get it right with you and that person, mm-hmm. you know, it, it helps them. Hopefully if they're listening, mm-hmm. it'll help them in the future and mm-hmm. help you too. I mean, conflict, we do not like that word. Right, right. We don't want to deal with it, but we, we need to fully engage Yeah. In, in that in order to see positive change yeah and 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 you said something it just struck a chord with me in that um we all share a responsibility to get clarity yes right so so if there is something that i'm doing that i'm recognizing i have a responsibility to to work to try to get clarity to understand but the opposite is true right if something is happening towards me that is not setting right I also have a responsibility to say something, mm-hmm. right? So so there is a shared responsibility so that at the end of the day we can we can get to come some kind of resolve. What I realize to be true and and I say this all the time, people don't wake up every day trying to say, "Hey, what let can me I go do?" Let see if I can tick Bill yeah, off. Let me let me let me see how can I piss Philip off today. You know yeah. what I'm saying? That that's yeah, and and, and I'll make Joe really angry. You know today, what I'm saying? You know? and, and it's funny because you think it's so intentional. Yeah. And then meanwhile, they literally have no idea. They have no idea why you're not speaking to them, right. why you're not coming into the same space with them, right. you know, why you're just being cordial. Right. <laughs> right. Right. J- just Cordial. And you were yeah. just telling, like, you just spilled all the beans about your whole life, like, right. you know, a week ago. Right. So, you know. Wh- what happened? What happened? Right. And, 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 and that's the thing. You know, we have an opportunity to to change things up, right? I was talking to a gentleman earlier today, and, you know, we were just talking about some things that, that happen even via text messages. Oh, my goodness. You know what yes. I'm saying? Like, you, it's so hard to interpret that. How do you, you know, know what they actually are feeling? Well, and that, that's the thing. What's the motive about it? That's the thing. You know, I, and I had to ask. I was like, so help me understand. How do you interpret this? You know, because he was asking me something about, about it, and I, I said, well, I said, it, it's hard for me to look at this because I don't know the intent Behind it, I don't know what was going on. I don't. You don't know the person. Yeah, I, I you don't, don't know the kind of personality. Exactly. Or exactly. They have. So it's very hard to interpret text. Right. It gets very misinterpreted. Yes. Yes. And 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 that that right there that that's a whole different thing. We could talk about that, right? But but there's a lot of misinterpretation that goes along within text messaging and communication and things like that. But at the end of the day, bottom line we still share a responsibility yes. to figure out what's going on and to ask the question because nine times out of 10, it's not really that big of a deal. Yeah. You know I, what I mean? I just say, I, I don't understand yeah. or I don't know or, you know, why did you say that? Or right. And you, you can do it very respectfully and tactfully. Mm-hmm. And I, I believe that's what maturation looks like. Yeah. It's the ability, you know, to 
to engage in conversations, sometimes even uncomfortable. Yeah. Um, but for both people to walk away to grow from it. Yeah. You know? You know, it, it's it's interesting, though, because um, what I see a lot of times is people aren't ready and or prepared to have uncomfortable conversations anymore. Um no, we can and hide behind these guys. Yeah, and, and, and many times, just being very honest, uncomfortable conversations are the things that, that we actually need to be able to do. We, we need to be able to go to people and express a feeling or concern without the fear that someone's going to go off on you or without the fear that, that you're going to lose a friend when you have a difference of opinion. Yeah. You know, one, one of the sayings that I say a lot, I said, you don't have to see eye to eye to walk hand in hand. You know, we don't always have to agree, and it's okay to have a difference of opinion. A difference of opinion does not mean that we cannot be, it doesn't mean that we can't be friends. It just means that we have a difference of opinion. You know what I'm saying? But there are a whole lot of other things that we may agree on. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So so when I, when I think about even even when I think about, like, you know, the world and, um, you know, today one of the things I put on there is, hey, what's going on? You know, part of what's going on is is we're having these differences of, of opinion yeah. that, that nobody wants to actually address. So what happens is we then go, it's almost like we take our ball back. You know what I'm yeah. saying? So it's let me take my ball. I don't want to talk with that person anymore because they have a difference of opinion. Sometimes maybe if we share the opinion, we might not be able to get on the same page, but we can at least look at each other and say, you know what? Although I, I see it differently, I, I respect you because you have an opinion. You respect me because I have an opinion, and we're not going to solve world peace today. You know right. what I'm saying? And I, I think, you know, I hate to keep referring back to my class, but, you know, looking at counseling from a Christian perspective, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you know, um, you're going to counsel with people who are secular, who do not have the same uh, Christian worldview that you do. Right. You know, and how, how do you do that and, you know, share advice? And I think the Christian way to handle many circumstances, mm -hmm. well, to handle them all, is to handle them in love. That's, right. That is the ethic. Yeah. It is the number one ethic. So, you know, I don't understand why we as Christians, you know, we look at things that we don't agree on. Yeah. Again, it's a differing of opinion, and we just shut it down. Mm, see, now you're talking now. We just go home angry yeah. or, you know, well, you just won't listen, you know, go to hell then or yeah. whatever. You yeah. know, it's like. That's what we say, though. You know, well, it's I mean, real. We, may, we may not even, we may not out loud say that because some of us are too religious to say hell. R right. Um, <laughs> but that's, that's what we're really thinking. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So, but, you know, I think the, a religious duty is to stay in there. Yeah. Yeah. Stay in yeah. the game, you know, stay, stay in endure. The game. Yeah. Like not not to give up and walk away. Right. Right. You know, um, to stay where you do agree. Yeah. Until someone, you know, maybe one or both of you change your mind about some things. Yeah. But you know, go to where you have a commonality. Yeah. Stay to the common ground. I, I mean, I know that's one of the things they teach in diversity training. Yeah, absolutely. They used to teach it at the sheriff's office, but you know, find the common ground. You you, you always got to find the common ground always. because at the end of the day, we're so much more alike than we are different. 
you know, Man, we, we, yes. we, we do this exercise and um, in the exercise, basically you ask people to um, find things about them that are different and they write down all as many things as they can that <laughs> so are many people different the about things, them. Right. And they're like writing down something. And it's, it's, so you, you yeah, do this yeah, in yeah. pairs mm-hmm. and then and then we ask them, you know, the next thing we say, OK, now I want you to find as many similarities as you can about you. And they start writing similarities and we give them the same amount of time. But it's amazing every single time. They can always find more similarities than they can differences. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, and I think it's so true in life. There are all, there's so many more similarities than there are differences, but we always focus on the small or, yeah. or we focus on the difference or we focus on the, the difference. When in, at the end of the day, does that difference, is it really going to shift or change anything? Yeah. I, 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 don't, I don't know, but, but we have to begin you know, asking that kind of question. I love what you said earlier. We we have to pepper everything we do from from a spirit of love. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Everything. And 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 it it doesn't matter what it is. I, I'm I'm doing this from a spirit of love. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Even though I, you know, there there are people, and I'm just being honest. There are people you ain't gonna get along with everybody. No. And and that's okay. You know what I'm saying? But I'm still gonna say, you know what? I, I'm doing what I'm doing. In a spirit of love, I'm gonna, I'm, a, I'm gonna love you to the best of my ability, right. even if that means sometimes you gotta love people from a distance. Well, I believe that you can, uh, I believe you can love people and not like them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I would agree with that. I yeah, because agree with that. you know, love is not, it's not emotive like people think. It's an action. It's yes. a choosing. Yes. Yeah. I talk choose. that talk. I, I choose. I just choose. I choose. You know, and, and it's funny because I think about like my football team. You know, when I was in college. I didn't necessarily like everybody on my team. I mean, you know, and they I'm sure they didn't like me. I was arrogant. I was, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't think they liked me all the time. But we knew how to play the game together. Right. And we played the game well together. You know what I'm saying? And and we chose every day to go out and be great teammates with each yeah, other. Yeah, because you could have went on another team. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? But but because we chose every day to say, you know what, we're going to do our part. That, did, that didn't mean we went to the party together. That didn't mean we hung out together. Nope. No, but, but what it meant is when we went inside that locker room, we were one. Mm-hmm. And and we were in unity, put and, and we put aside. our differences aside. Like literally, y'all. Yep. W- when I went to college, um, the one of my he wound up being one of my best friends, but I I found out like the first day, um, he was my next. He was uh, he wasn't my roommate. He was the guy next door. Um, his name is Courtney, and the one thing I found out about Courtney is long story short, the, he grew up in a town to where there were not any body maybe who looked like me so he had never been around people of color so I was like a oddity to him like he didn't <laughs> he didn't you know what I'm saying like I'm being honest he just didn't know yeah he, 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 he it wasn't in part of his experience right so yeah. so the conversations that we had early on um they were like big pivotal conversations but you know to watch where he grew to um, and where I grew to because, I mean, you know, we, we said some real things, you know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah. And he, he said some things that I was like, what? Like, for real, you know? But I, I didn't I didn't take it personal. No, you had to make the space safe so that he right. could be transparent so he could grow. Yeah, because he, honestly, he like, just like, didn't know. He did not know. Right. He did not know. Like, like I was, I was like, you know, one of the first people of, but it, it was like we, we became such, 
good friends. Mm-hmm. I mean, because and you shared your vulnerabilities with absolutely, each other. And absolutely, that's why. absolutely. And 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 now again, I can pick up the phone. He's gone on and he's done super super yeah. well for himself. He he, you know, he got a big time job and you know, I mean, he's like he's doing it big. But every time he comes to Georgia. He calls me, you know what I'm saying? Every time, you know, he's he's in it about, he's he's like, my buddy, how you, do? you know, he's he's big old country boy. He was offensive lineman, by the way. But, but I mean, just, I mean, there's so much love there. He asked about my parents, how my family's doing, those kinds of things, Where whereas that just was not the way that he yeah. grew up, but he learned, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And and we have we have a love for each other now that we chose mm-hmm. because it, it was it was an action. Yeah. And that's real. You know, in addition to the choosing, kind of going back to the concept of the common ground, you know, the reason why teams are able to function uh, above diversity is Mm -hmm. because they have a common goal. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, there's a focus on heading in one particular direction. direction. You know, and I I think as we explore, you know, race and diversity in our country, we need to we need to discover what's that common goal, what's yeah. the direction that we, you know, we're we're trying to head. And if we can continue to stay focused on that, yeah, you know, that's the commonality. It's the goal. It's where we're yeah. trying to head rather than where, you know, we do we do need to understand where we've been. Yeah. Yeah. But we don't need to stay there. Yeah, you know, I, I remember you know, we just celebrated nine nine eleven and um I remember, you know, where I was just like everybody else during during that time. But um, even though that was one of the most horrific things that we have ever experienced in life, um, on the other side of that, watching how we came together, mm-hmm. going back to what you're saying, we had a common goal to come together as a country. We laid down everything else, and we were able to stand together as as Americans. You know, um, there are so many people who lost loved ones and, you know, in some form or fashion, you know, just they they felt what was going on. You know what Mm -hmm. I'm saying? Like like we had never before. So we were able to lay down um, the other issues, the drama, you know, the race, the whatever. We were able to lay that down and say, no, we're going to stand together in unity Mm -hmm. because we are Americans. And I mean, honestly, that would that in my lifetime. I don't know if I can ever remember another time where we, as a country, as a whole, it seemed like everybody was ready to lay lay all the other stuff down. You know what I'm saying? And mm-hmm. I'm not saying we. I want something horrific to happen. No, but no, but no. what I am saying is, going back to your point, we, we need to have the common goal, the yeah. common thing that we're all going after. You know what I'm saying? Because when we came together... Yeah, and I, I think adversity has a way of doing that too. It does. That's that's another polar or uh, depolarizing kind of situation where it just kind of brings everybody um, together, you know, as one. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, when you overcome certain adversities together, like teams do, like sometimes families do, yep. um, you know, different groups. When you when you've won, yeah. Um, and you've experienced winning, but you've also experienced defeat. Mm, yeah. Together, um, it does. It does pull you together. You know, I, I think the other thing with 9-11, and I'll, I'll bring in a little bit of a controversial thing, is, you know, the, the discrimination that then the Muslim population in our yeah. country started to experience, even though many of them were American-born. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um, and that's, you know, that that was hard. Yeah. Um, and I can, I can remember having, you know, conversations with Muslim friends that, um, you know, uh, just about some of the prejudice that they experienced mm-hmm, after mm-hmm. 9-11. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and even probably now too, you know, yeah. as we continue to have conflicts with the Islamic um, countries, et mm-hmm. cetera. So, um, yeah. Yeah. And, and, and that's, that's real. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, I, I, I think of, you know, even when I was flying and things like mm-hmm. that, you know, some of the, you know, people who, who reactions, the reaction, a- absolutely, or, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, and, and it, it's super sad, but it's, it's very, very real. I mean, yeah. even taking this back yeah, to like you have unconscious, to acknowledge. you have to acknowledge someone's trauma or pain, yeah. And, yeah. you know, yeah, mm-hmm. you know, it, it's, it, it was, it was definitely real and continues um, to be real. But, you know, I, I think the, you know, like we were saying, the, the bottom line is, you know, we have to really choose to be able to see beyond you know what i mean and and for us as christians i I think that's that's like that's the the crux Mm -hmm. because when i when i when i look at christ as as the example right because he he is the example he he did that so many times um going to people that the general public would probably shun Mm -hmm. had shun didn't want to be around probably they did you, you yeah know, you know what i'm saying and, at least and, of these yeah and and he he embraced them yeah and you know I, I have to ask myself i have to say that has to be a lesson you know right there has to be a lesson yeah. in in that embracing you know what i'm saying because because he did it too many times you know the Samaritan woman, the woman with the issue, the the blind man, the 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 the, the uh, one who was p- demon possessed. I mean, like you go through and look at all the different things, all the different people that he engaged. It it was like they were all outcast type yeah. people, underdogs, yeah. underdog. Yeah, I mean, all all of them were, but yet and still, if we look at it in twenty twenty one, we only want to embrace those people who look like us or have the same thought process as us, and that. That is not what what he did. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like he he was with the people that nobody else wanted to to be with and to be around and and literally showed them a whole different kind of love. Like mm-hmm. like the leper. You know what I'm saying? Touching somebody who everybody else said you were unclean. You got to get out and you can't be around here. But but yet and still he he was able to touch him. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like like it, it's just. When I think of how how he operated, you know, and I'm going to pose this question for for you: Are we operating in the way that he would operate? Like, like that that's a that's a serious question, right there. You know, I think we have to ask ourselves: Like, so what is what is an issue, or the issue Mm. that is most in most opposition to your Christian worldview? That's good. And could you minister so to someone who that opposition was their reality? Yeah. Yeah. Could you? Or mm. would you avoid it? Yeah. Would you run away from it? Yeah. Would you just, you know, do everything you could to not? That's powerful. Could you? That's powerful. Because I think, you know, I believe that's what we're called to do. Yeah. 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 To engage with whatever, whomever, whenever, however, even if. Yeah. Even when, yeah, and 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 that right there, that's that's the differentiator. You know, if you can engage somebody who has a differing thought process as you, and love them anyways, you you talk about being able to change people because again, you know, I, I think yeah. about I think I think about the the woman at the well and you know the Samaritan woman and she's like. 
but why are you doing this? See, that's the biggest problem, though. We go in with a mindset of trying to change someone. Yeah, yeah, instead of loving them. Exactly. So coming from a Christian worldview, our focus must be not to change, but, but to, to love. love. Mm, that's good. That's good. So we we somewhere inside of us feel a certain level of guilt, mm. shame, or failure when someone doesn't change to our view. But we have to understand that God gave everybody free will. We, That's we right. have the same creator. Yeah. yeah. So it's not our responsibility to evoke, the, you know, to create this yeah. change. Yeah. The change has to come from inside of them. And he is the only one who and can bring the change. I was going to say, and yeah. it's, it's drawn forth through the Father. That's good. The only thing that I can do is be that conduit. Yeah. And the conduit, the connection, I- is love. Yeah. So until I change my mindset and shift from I'm going to change the world, save the world, redeem the world, None of those things are our adjectives to use. That's good. That's good. I'm going to love the world. I'm going to love the world. Period. 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 I'm 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 going to I'm going to love the world. I'm going to love the world. As Christ loved me. I'm going to love people as Christ loved me. And and that's it. Because because and, and it's so cool that you even mentioned that because that's what he did. It's exactly what he, he did. He he loved people in spite of people. He met them where they were at and he met their needs. And that was so foreign to them that they were that they then said, "There's something different about you, yeah. and I need to follow you. I want to follow. I I want to know more. But why would somebody do this? Yeah, like so many encounters. Like, why are you even talking to me? Right. You know. Right. Like they were like. Right. Right. Uh, why are you talking to me? That I mean, that, you that, shouldn't be talking to me. That's, or that's how good. are we having this conversation? Mm-hmm. And then there were the others that saw those that heard the word. Yeah of yeah, other people talking about those encounters that then were like, I need to go find this man they call Jesus. Mm-hmm. So it went from he was engaging mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. to then he was the one being pursued and they were engaging him. That, that's and good. the same thing will happen to us yeah. when we realize we're not the Savior, we're not the Redeemer, we're none of those things. We are the the love. We, we mm. are God's love here on this earth. We're that, a reflection of it. And, and that right there, that is how you change a city. That's it. Right, right. That that's literally. Well, let me say that that's how a city will be changed. That's how it will be won through through love, and through the way that we love one another. You know, he he, he speaks about you know what a friend really is, mm-hmm. and he and and he talks about he says a friend is one who is willing to lay down their life for for another. You yeah, know what I'm saying? Sticks closer than a brother. And 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 that that's what love does. Mm-hmm. Love is willing to lay down its life for another. With an expectation expectation of nothing, of nothing in, in return. return. Nothing. Yeah. yeah nothing. That's real serious. Because what does it profit a man to gain the world but lose his soul? Yeah. I mean, you know, I, I can't expect anything in return. Yeah. Because my reward is not here. Mm, that's really good. So I just need to, you know, really all good. out. Just yeah. go and love. Yeah. I mean, yeah. if I can just stay focused on that, my, hey. I don't have any obligation or requirements. There's not like a checklist that That's he's good. like, you know, you got to change. You got to change these people. Nope. You got to make them come to me. Nope. No, I just got to love them. Just love them. Just love them. Just lo- I can't lo- save them. Love them like he loved you. <laughs> exactly. I can't save You know save what I'm saying? And, 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 and I think even, even when I think about, you know, Revelations, uh, Revelation 12 where it speaks, it says, you know, we overcome through the blood of the lamb, through the word of our testimony. Again, that in and of itself is, is, is us being able to display and live our love out. 
yeah. you know what I'm saying? Being able to share my testimony with you, being able to share what has happened to me and why I'm mm. this way. You know what I'm saying? That's my my way of being able to express that love. Yeah. Yeah. Matthew five sixteen says, Let your light so shine before men that they might see your good works and yeah. glorify who? Our Father who your is in Father heaven. who is in heaven. Yep. So I just gotta get in front of them and show good work. That's and good. And the best work I can show is love. That's good. That's good. Because love is an action. It's That's not an good. emotion. It's That's a choice. Good. It's a decision. Well what yeah. I, I I just I just said, hey, that was that that was that was good and needy and that was rich. some good stuff that right was, there. That That's was what's good. going on. I'm telling you, that was good. So listen, I, I want to challenge you all today. I want to challenge you right where you are. Everybody who's listening to the podcast, watching the podcast, listening to the sound of Carrie and I right now, I want to challenge you. What can you do this week? Not to go change anyone, but to go love somebody. Oof. What can you do this week? to go love somebody, right? I want to challenge you this week. Go out and you love hard this week. You love real this week. Even love the unlovable this week. See, when we do that, then we will see a world that's united and will be united under love. That was good. That was good? That was deep. That was deep? I love it. I love um, it. And I, I love, love you all. Yeah, yeah. And thank you so much for watching. Please share this out because you don't know when it's going to come across somebody's timeline that needs it. Um, you can check us out on YouTube. Go back and look at other uh, episodes. Yep. Check us out on all of our social media. And then always anywhere podcasts are heard. So while you're getting your run on, your jog on, your walk <laughs> on. You can get your learn on with the Edge Life. That's right. That's right. And we will see you back here next Sunday, next same Sunday. time, same place. It's the Edge Life, y'all. Y'all be easy now. Peace. Peace. Edge Life, you're too close to the edge. We gonna push you forward a few steps ahead. It's the Edge Life. Oh, oh. gotta get it in your head, baby. Welcome to the Edge Life. You're too close to the edge. We gon' push you forward a few steps ahead. It's that edge life. Oh, oh, gotta get it in your head. Welcome to the edge life. Push you forward a few steps ahead. It's that.